0: Welcome to Culture Club's Work Christmas Party, where we're quizzing each other on the top pop culture moments of 2020, trying eggnog for the first time,
1: and sharing our fave threes of the year. You're listening to Media Slashies Maggie and Jasmine, and this is our festive chat a little bit about pop culture and a little bit about Christmas and our lives.
0: We would like to acknowledge that the Wurundjeri, Turrbal and Boon people are the traditional custodians
1: of the land upon which we live, work and record this podcast. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.
0: Welcome, everyone, to Culture Club's inaugural Christmas episode.
1: It's like a work Christmas party, but it's just us two in our separate bedrooms across Australia. We have some Christmassy
0: things on. I'm wearing green with a red lip and some sparkly earrings. Maggie?
1: Yes, I've got like a gingham Christmassy dress on with a little bit of a red lip, but it's also competing for like my red pimples across my face.
0: (laughs) and. Christmas
1: hat. A Santa hat yeah. was involved. Santa hat and I also lit a gingerbread candle. So very much in the festive mood at the moment and it's cold here in Melbourne today. So fun, so Christmassy. Whereas up here it's like
0: sweltering. Um must be over 30 degrees, but that's also very like quintessential Australian Christmas. We also have some Christmas treats. I am about to pop a prosecco as it is our Christmas work party.
1: Drinking on the job, Jasmine.
0: I thought you were going to be drinking as well. I know. I
1: forgot. I actually forgot. Um, I'm thinking about what I have downstairs. I have, like, straight gin. <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> that
0: is um, – that will be a good Christmas work party drink. True. Just straight gin. Just start telling me, like, how you really feel about me.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Just go off.
0: <laughs> Ready, guys? Three, two, one.
1: Woo! <laughs> That was such a good part, by the way. <laughs> Enjoy.
0: Can you hear? It? Really getting the sound effect in.
1: Oof. I love that. Crisp. Cheers. Cheers. Ding. Yes, you've also brought up some minced tarts. I have some downstairs, but um, my sister works at Baker's so Delight, so we have them so often. I'm like, so it's not a treat for you. It's not a treat for me. I have them so often. One year I counted like how many I had before Christmas. I think it hit like 50.
0: <laughs> what? See, I don't like them that much, but like when it's Christmas time, I feel like I have to. So Same though. I just eat
1: them because they're around.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're not my favorite. So I probably have like one and then my dad can have the rest of but- Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting in the Christmas spirit. So Maggie, tell us what is on the agenda for today's episode.
1: We wrote up a little Christmas itinerary for us all. So we're going to start the day off with a light Q&A question time. Um, we ask you guys to send in some Christmas questions. After that, Jaz and I are going to quiz each other on some pop culture moments and also just some, you know, inside friendship moments. After our quiz, we have our top culture
0: picks of the year, including our Christmas faves.
1: So go grab your Christmas hats and join in. <laughs> like so pushy. I feel like a high school teacher that's like, yeah. "Come on guys, have fun. question of the Christmas
0: party is from Laura, who asks, what are your favourite places to eat in Melbourne? Maggie, as you are actually still in Melbourne, you should go first.
1: Okay, I've actually got a few off the top of my head, which never happens. So, a few things that come up to mind. For burgers, I love Grand Trailer Park. Um, one of my favorite cafes is Open All Day, which is in Windsor. Um, sushi, I love Sushi Hotaru, which is like this sushi train, which is incredible. And for something fancy, I love Super Normal and I've only been there once um, and I didn't pay for it. So that's probably why I like it because it is a pricey one. <laughs> what about you? Oh, I didn't think of others in my head.
0: All time favourite quintessential place i go to is um empress of china in chinatown That (laughs) is like my i feel like when i'm older i'll be like i used to go there in my youth and like you know before gigs like late night food with friends you haven't seen forever i've like held my friends surprise gathering there before so i feel like um sentimentally that's like my when i think of melbourne food that's like for me personally it's not very like I don't know, trendy
1: or whatever, but... Okay, will you not be offended by what I'm about to say? Do you not like it? It's like the quintessential white person Chinese restaurant. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Always packed to the rafters with like cool... 20s people you know about to go out for a gig like you said I've done it multiple times like it's very good it's very good for like a cheap feed like right in the heart of the city um but I love that have you heard the thing of like you judge a Chinese restaurant or an Asian restaurant by the number of like how many Chinese people are sitting in the restaurant
0: yeah totally I just love it. it's like cheap and cheerful yeah, it's fine. um yeah. the food is they have really good vegetarian dumplings and stuff so mm. Um, that's why I love it but yeah I wouldn't be like this is very authentic Chinese cuisine it's like this is quick good greasy Chinese food good good
1: Oh, I have another one. Can I say? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I love Naked for Satan, which is such a typical like 20s answer, but that's in Fitzroy. They have a really lovely rooftop and they used to have this thing was like $11 for every single plate and they would have like beautiful baked camembert, like great ravioli, like my favorite type of kind of afternoon thing is just like a long wine and like snack snack. Snack situation, and they nail that. Yeah, I love that on
0: like a Sunday afternoon going up there and like watching the sunset. That's mm. nice. Another one, I really like the vegan food in Melbourne. So I love going up to Veggie Bar in Brunswick, which is near Naked of Satan. So you go like Veggie Bar for dinner, get a like vegan gelato next door, and then walk down to Naked of Satan and have a drink. That's like my go to oh, in it. Brunswick.
1: And Smith and Daughters is really good. Oh, I've been meaning to go there for so long. Really it's been good. closed throughout COVID um, and still is actually. So have you been to Smith and Deli? No. I haven't gone there either, but it's like owned by the same people and it's just cheaper. Um, it's so cool. Yeah, the Smith and Deli and Smith and Daughters owners are super cool. They even cooked for Billie Eilish when she came to Australia because she, she eats vegan. And Eau de for secret cocktails is good as well. Ooh. bit
0: more bougie, but if you, like, have a guest or you, like, want to go on a date or something, go to Eau de v in the city. That's really cool. So, yeah, sorry for everyone who's not interested in Melbourne
1: at all, but they are our some of our fave places to eat. The next questions are by Rochelle, and Rochelle is so lovely. So she's one of my Insta friends, and um, her love language is gift giving. So Rochelle asks, when do you start giving your partner's family's gifts? So I am in a funny position where
0: my partner's family live in the UK, slash my partner lives there right now. I've only given them gifts when I've been in the country and we've had Christmas with them. What about you? (laughs) I'm
1: in another funny position because my partner is Jewish, so he doesn't celebrate Christmas. Um, And they don't just in general, I mean, this is very specific for each family. So I'd say it depends on the family because in general, his family's not very much like a gift giving family, not even for like birthdays and things like that. So I kind of lead with they set the tone. So, you know, I've had times where their, their family have gone away on holiday and brought me back something. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like that's kind of the standard. Like it's not weird, I guess, if I do the same. Um, Ew, it's like a, a horrible answer, but it's just like, do what makes you feel comfortable if you want to get them something and you have something in mind i would say go for it but like if you yeah. don't then don't yeah like i wouldn't want
0: to feel the pressure you know from mm. your partner's family and if they are putting pressure on you to like give more than you can that's a red flag <laughs> next one is things you don't give to people what's your like no go for christmas present giving
1: Oof. with christmas i only kind of give presents to like close friends and like family and whatnot right so my no-go would be like gift cards there just because I don't think it's the most personal but like if it's someone's birthday like an acquaintance's birthday I think gift cards are fine but that's probably something I wouldn't do what about you I am just aware of like I love giving people
0: like things they can pamper themselves with, like things they wouldn't normally buy for themselves. But then there's a fine line between Mm. giving someone something because you think it will smell nice and like it'll be nice for the bath time, whatever, and then making it seem like they stink. (laughs) And (laughs) you're giving them something really practical to be like, you need to like work on your skin or whatever.
1: Yeah. I think there's a fine
0: line between like beautiful, like kind gifts for the bathroom area versus like being Mm -hmm. rude. But everyone, Mm -hmm, I I feel like, knows the fine line. So, yeah, yeah, that's my only kind of thing.
1: And it depends on the person as well. This is a separate one, but like most people will not like most people know not to buy me clothes because I'm very quite specific. Um, And I'm always because when I was younger, my mum would used to always buy me clothes, and I would not like them. And then we just made the rule like just probably don't. She's a bit savage, but um, I feel like that's a little bit more tricky. See,
0: I don't have, I don't mind when people buy me clothes, but. I feel like my style's quite the same. Like it's been the same since I was a child, basically. But my boyfriend, he doesn't buy me clothes because he had some terrible experiences with like his ex-partners, where he'd buy something and they would just like be really awful to him. Um, oh no! And no and I like, you know. I was never. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and I'm like, I would love anything you get me because like you got it for me, yeah, and like you know my style, you'll know what I like. But he's like, no, nah, like I can't. <laughs>
1: So Rochelle's last question is, how do you personally navigate budget when buying? This is a shocker because um, if I look at my budget in pre- previous years, like my spending habits, December is just a free for all. I don't actually track my spending because I like I like giving gifts a lot um, and I just feel like it is a time for me. I'm allowed to be generous and especially, again, I live at home so I don't have to worry about other stuff. Um, but for me... I don't really have a budget, just go for it. Except um, I only have my like small immediate family that I usually buy presents for as well. So it's not like I have to buy for like 20 people. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm the same. I don't give my friends presents often.
1: Oh yeah, Mostly because
0: I don't see them much around the holidays. So then I only have my parents, my sister, my... Yeah, like my immediate family. I just get them something that I know they'll like. Like I try to get one nice thing that's like under $100, something that I know they'll like, and then that's it. Rather than buying like lots of different crap for like $10 i just like yeah. one nice
1: gift for my family each for sure and i feel like i used to be super big on like homemade presents as well so when cd cds were a thing like making mixtapes for people or like you can get cheap succulents and cheap plants like at little markets and stuff like that that's always good um also secondhand books like books that you have personally loved i think passing that on to someone that you think will like it i always think that that's a very nice gift too so yeah it doesn't always matter about money here mm, exactly yeah it's more- or just like the thought
0: that counts. Bianca and Grace ask what are your Christmas traditions? I'm really curious to hear this from you because obviously your parents are Chinese immigrants so mm. I was wondering yeah what do you do what's a typical Christmas day for, like for you?
1: Yeah, so I think it varies, um, like we probably vary from a lot of other people because we've we've got my mum's sister's family. So I've got like two cousins in Australia and they actually live close by. So anyway, for Christmas Eve, we do a nice dinner with just our family. It's always super low key, but you know, we'll cook, we'll cook up something nice. We used to always have the carols on the TV or like watch a Christmas film and that was actually really nice. And then, um, for Christmas Day, we have the cousins over now that probably only like three years ago and we have like a nice big lunch it always just revolves around food to be honest um and that suits me just fine what about you i know a lot of families i've heard do like christmas eve
0: like dinners but we don't do anything on christmas christmas eve is just like a normal night for us like it's a bit Mm -hmm. exciting and whatever and we're like excited for the next day but yeah christmas day if i'm at home at my parents it's so sweet so my dad ever since we were children, my and we were old enough to not get up at 5 a.m. to open presents. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad always wakes us up by blaring a song throughout the house as loud as he can. And so, it's so much of a tradition that when I was in the UK for Christmas two years ago, I was really like obviously missing my family. And so I put this song, like I bought it and made it my alarm for Christmas morning so that I can still have it. <laughs> so I'll play, play this for now. So it's very old school. I think it's from like the 80s or something. Um, But that's like Christmas morning. So very sweet. Oh, who's it by? It's by Slade, a band called Slade. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's such a fun song. So we play that song. And then we have like, it's, my family's very musical. My sister's a musician. My parents were in the music industry. So we have this like ritual of three songs we play. We hug and have a champagne. And then we hang out for the morning. Then it's presents and then Christmas lunch. My mom is an amazing cook, so she makes like the best meals. Um, most of us vegetarians, so she'll bake like these veggie pies with like my- – and again, my family's British, so um, it's very like traditional Christmas food. So like, you know, roast mm. potatoes, veggies, gravy, etc. And then mom always makes a fruit pavlova, which is just like the best thing ever. I'll send you a picture. It's like as big as like – I can't even describe it it's like half the table <laughs> I love that. um mm-hmm. and then we hang out for the afternoon maybe watch a film um, maybe go for a walk <laughs> but yeah it's like pretty traditional pretty low-key um so yeah when i was younger we lived by the beach we'd go to the beach in the morning but that hasn't happened for a few years now so yeah it's just like being about being together and especially after moving out of home um it's just so special to have that time so
1: Yeah, I'm excited for this year. Yay, that sounds so lovely. Um, I'm jealous about the pavlova now as well. (laughs) You brought it up and now I'm just thinking about it. Mm, Pavlova. So speaking of
0: Christmas food, we were asked by Felicia, eggnog, yes or no? And it made us realize that we've never tried eggnog before. So we're going to try it live on
1: air. I'm terrified. The name itself is so off-putting. And then when you pour it out and then... You take a sniff; it's just all off-putting. And mine's been sitting out now for like over an hour, and I sprinkled some cinnamon on it. Um, and I got the one that was like infused with rum as well, but like flavor of rum. I don't think it's actually that alcoholic. How do you feel, Jazz? We've got the glasses in our yeah. hands, so we both got the same brand, the Bundaberg Eggnog uh,
0: from Woolies. And doesn't it smell strong? It smells like a Bailey's, kind of. Yeah. And it looks just like custard, yeah. like a bit more watery custard.
1: So I don't like custard and I don't really like dairy milk. <laughs> this is a great choice for you. Shall we do it? Cheers. Okay. okay three, go. two, one mm. Why is it peppermint tea? Oh, that's weird. Are you meant to eat drink it cold? You can have it both. Oh no, I don't understand this. What is it trying to be? Is it trying to be milk or custard? Yeah, it's r- it's weird. It's just literally reading
0: the ingredients: milk. Oh, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> rum. Five zero point five percent rum and some e colors.
1: Mm. Yeah, you can't even um, you can't even taste the rum in my opinion. You can just smell it. So it's like rum custard.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Well, we've tasted it now. I don't mind it that much. I couldn't drink too much of it, but I guess that's the point, right? Like you're meant to. Um only have a little glass. Hopefully
1: gets drunk so, by my family. Yeah. I think I want to like bake with it. I feel like that could be nice um, just to get rid of it. Like in, instead of milk or something, that could be a good alternative. I don't know if you'll like split or whatever. Maybe I'll look up recipes because I, I don't think I'll be drinking this. It's not the it's not that bad. I just – it's a little bit off-putting for me. I don't like it. I feel like you should be eating it with cake. Like it's – I feel like I'm just drinking. Yeah, else.
0: exactly, exactly. Alright. Hmm. Well, you do something you should do something new every
1: day. So we're about to do a quiz. Is there any prize? What well, yeah, we should have a
0: prize. So whoever gets oh. the most out of ten has to buy the other one a block of
1: hay tiger. <gasps> oh yes. I did just get sent quite a few. Ooh. but I will go through it so quickly and I'm like giving it away to some friends because I'm so generous. So I love you.
0: for twenty twenty one. I can have a new block of chocolate.
1: Okay, okay love now that. there's
0: steaks in it.
1: Yeah. So this quiz is a bit random. We don't know each other's questions, obviously. And it's a mixture of pop culture things that have happened this year, but also just random culture club and things about us. So it's a little bit narcissistic, but whatever. I love that. Okay, so who's going first? Do you want me to ask you first? Do you want to go first? You kick it off. Question one. What award did Zendaya win at the Emmys? Best Actress, best leading actress. There's
0: something after that that makes it more specific. Best leading actress in a television show.
1: Yeah, I'll give you that in a drama series, which is basically <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> Woo! That's very generous of you to so give that to me. Okay. Which
1: artist dropped a surprise album in 2020? Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very competitive, by the way. So. <laughs> So you ready for the first personal question for me? It's ridiculous. I'm nervous. Tom and I celebrated our what anniversary this year? I know it's four or five, but I like, I'm
0: not. Hold on, how old are you? It was your five-year anniversary. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Yes. Good on you. Okay, personal question that includes both of us. In what suburb of Melbourne did we first meet? Oh.
1: I remember the venue, and in my head it reminds me of Geelong because it was quite country-esque and it was quite far away from my home. But I'm going to have no clue. I'm just going to, like, literally take a stab in the dark. I think it was in the west of Melbourne or the north of Melbourne, Um, and I'm going to say, like, Ascot Vale. (laughs) No.
0: What was it? It was Greenfields in Um, Albert Park. Oh, Albert Park. That's not country. That's, like, rich country club. (laughs) Yes, where we met –
1: at the cool career event um three years ago are you ready for your next question Mm -hmm. how many women made it into this year's australian top 100 young rich list how many australian women well yeah i mean sorry this is like the australian list of like 100 richest young people it's gonna be really low
0: it's gonna be like 15 lower
1: seven higher (laughs) (laughs) well i obviously got that wrong how many 12 and that's higher than last year can did you hear much about this this was like this was this came out a couple weeks ago no, not really. Uh, there was one fun fact I'll throw in, that one of the new additions to this list was Zoe Foster Blake. So for those who don't know, that it's um, the founder of skincare label GoTo and also the wife of Hamish Blake. Can you guess how much she is worth? Sorry, so many <laughs> If you're
0: listening, Zoe, we love you. Um, oh, she's
1: the coolest.
0: Yeah. Um, I think she's worth by herself. Like, yeah, To her. Eight
1: million. Thirty-six million.
0: Oh my god! What? <laughs> oh no. What a boss bitch! We should start our own beauty skincare range. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> Cheap and cheerful by Culture Club. <laughs> That's actually very much sums up what our alcohol brand would be. So I got that wrong. You got that wrong. So scores on the doors are Jasmine two, Maggie
0: one. What was the most watched show? on netflix in
1: 2020 bro i tried to google this to ask you this question and then there was too many answers and then i got confused and it wasn't one that i would guess right it's not one that i would know right
0: i think you might well, know
1: of it yeah no of it but it's not like we haven't spoken about it on the show no. before. Or damn it's gonna be something like it's gonna be something i'm gonna get wrong and i wanted it to be like tiger king so i'm gonna say that even though i know that's not right because i did <sighs> google this the queen's gambit the queen's gambit
0: the queen's gambit was the most watched show on netflix in 2020 it like broke heaps of
1: records all righty this is a little inside knowledge for our listeners a little peek behind the curtain name one of our early name ideas that we had for culture club oh my god <laughs> i thought of was so bad
0: I don't even remember. Hey, Um, yeah. It was still something to do with culture,
1: wasn't it? There was, yeah, there was one that was to do with culture.
0: I don't know. That's okay. I can't remember. Culture Club is the only one I remember now.
1: So I thought of the cusp, even though I can't say that word, the cusp, because we're both on the cusp of generations and into our like workforce life. And one that you, you, okay, one that you thought of was Culture Core, like Cottage Core, but I think that would have dated (laughs) so badly in like
0: even now it's Uh like oh that's so like six months ago wait do you know another
1: one i'll just say one other one that you thought of mine were worse but um major vibe
0: (laughs) major vibe major vibes with jasmine and maggie
1: where was harry Styles' latest music video filmed? oh no i don't know this and then this is really embarrassing for me is it like camden no i'm gonna camden italy (laughs) sorry (laughs) italy italy but where in italy I'll give you half a point for Italy okay, because it was in you. the Amalfi Coast in uh, Italy. Okay. Sorry, I'm tragic with geography. <laughs> That's another thing. <laughs> um, okay. What is the most liked tweet at the moment? Like what is a tweet that like broke the internet this year that is now the most liked tweet? Can I get a hint? Um, is it a politician? No. not a. It's about an actor. Is it Elliot Page coming out? No. <gasps> So coming in at currently 7.5 million likes, it is a tweet confirming the death of Chadwick Boseman. Oh, yeah. that's sad. So,
0: yeah, that's the one. Another tweet question. Mm-hmm. Which famous person waited one
1: whole year to return a derogatory tweet? Oh, oh, because we know that Harry Styles returned that tweet after like two weeks from Candace Owen. Oh, Miley Cyrus. No? Mm. Damn it. You sent me that cool thing about E! News and whatever. Yeah. Nah. No clue.
0: When Greta Thunberg replied to Donald after a year, Mm -hmm. saying, so ridiculous, Donald must work on his anger management problem then go to a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Chill, Donald, chill. That was iconic. Okay. We are really good at this considering we host a pop
1: culture podcast no i know okay (laughs) so this one will be easy for you oh maybe okay let's just bump up the points this will be fun you get a point for each one you correctly name (laughs) are you ready yeah name some celebrity relationships i was unaware of this year
0: (laughs) adam brody and leighton meester Mm
1: -hmm. emily blunt and stanley tucci Mm -hmm. there's like a massive one and then and it's not a marriage one or whatever
0: I know it. I know, I know it. I'll
1: just tell you. Yeah. Beyonce and Solange.
0: <laughs> oh my
1: God, of course. So embarrassing. Don't make me out myself again. <laughs> so technically, that's three points, or like, oh, sorry, two points. I um, oh, yeah. got right. So we can add that to yours. What
0: essential item did I forget to bring up
1: to Brisbane with me? <sighs> Your sex toy. <laughs> I'm just trying to get that sponsorship. <laughs> Everyone's like, how does Maggie know that? And
0: I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. It's very well known amongst my friends that I thought I was going to be here for like a month. And I was like, I wouldn't need that. It's fine. And here we are six months later. So.
1: R.I.P., your rabbit sitting in your drawer back in Melbourne. <laughs> What's the name of Zane and Gigi's baby?
0: That is a trick question because no one knows the name yet.
1: <laughs> Woo! You
0: got that right. Um, I thought I'd try to trick you there. So going back to the question you asked me before on the same topic,
1: how are Emily Blunt and Stanley Tucci related? I know you mentioned it before, but I kind of forgotten. So that's okay. But um, isn't it just like, oh shit, I don't know. Oh no, I'm like step. Like, is Stanley her stepdad? (laughs) No, (laughs) uncle. No, I don't know. It's like a marriage thing. They're not married.
0: No. Oh, so Stanley Tucci is married to Emily Blunt's
1: older sister, Felicity. Oh, yes. Okay. That's pretty cool. Next question. This is so specific. So, like, no one's going to get this. I mean, you, you're not going to get this. But what is our most liked Instagram post on Culture Club? And how many likes do you think it has? Ballpark figures are fine. So, maybe we can go with a number one. I think it's Harry Styles in the strawberry dress.
0: No, and no. Then I know it's um, the tweet comparing Gordo to to mm. Timothy Chalamet.
1: No, what? What is it? It's the one that's. Um, it reads: You can't call the arts a non viable career path, and then turn around and spend all your free time consuming art. The arts are just a glorified hobby. How many likes do you think that got? Seven hundred. One thousand six hundred and eighty. <laughs>
0: Okay, really under, underestimating. Yeah, we
1: regularly surpass a thousand likes. Humble brag. <laughs> Next up, on our narcissistic yeah, quiz.
0: This is too much. This is too much. In which month did I
1: accidentally move up to Brisbane? Oh, um. So we caught up for a dinner in the middle of lockdown, and I'm gonna guess that was like uh, maybe August. No, I think you moved up in August. No, stop, 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 stop. So silly. We started the podcast in July. So June or July? June? June. Oh, yeah. Middle of June. Okay. Wow, that was ages ago. I know. Tell me about it. How much did Connell's Chain in Normal People sell for? Or if you know what the charity was about. I feel like the charity was for like a
0: children's thing, wasn't it? and also or like men's depression perhaps yeah what, like men's mental health
1: yeah 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 I mean it's good it's a good guess it's a very broad umbrella category but um it said in the website I read it was forced suicide prevention
0: oh okay mental health. yeah and then I think it went for
1: um it was like 70,000 pounds oh I think you're right yeah because it's um I think Converted to Australian dollars, and it was approximately 115k, which I think is like seventy thousand pounds. You get a point. I know that. Yeah, (laughs) you were on the bidding list. (laughs) Yeah, I know that because I won it. (laughs) I dropped out at sixty thousand pounds, but you know. Alright, we've only got one question. You've got two questions left to ask me, and I've got one more to ask you. Okay. Who are my celebrity girl crushes? And there are two: Kristen Stewart, Dakota Johnson. No. No, okay, Florence Per. <laughs> you mentioned Chris and Stewart the other day. You were like, no, she's my absolute girl crush. So if you don't include her in the list, that's fake news. That's fake news.
0: Did I get <laughs> any? You you did. I actually forgot about Dakota. So obviously she doesn't make. She's like top three, but top two. Florence. Chris uh, mm-hmm. and Stewart and Florence. Yes. Is you. you. Yay. Oh, it's close now. Yeah. 4.5
1: to 5 note to six Mm. i'll ask you mine okay jazz so my final question is a personal one when we started recording for the first few weeks what did i do to calm my nerves when i was nervous while we were recording you held on to a stuffed little toy Yes. (laughs) extra point do you remember what animal the toy was a koala a wombat so that's oh so close but yes you get one That was my, yeah, quite embarrassing for listeners to know, but I used to have a stuffed toy in my lap and I'd just like pat it as we record because I got too, like, nervous. But I have grown out of
0: that. Which hobby did I take up in lockdown? Oh, roller skating. (laughs) And that's the end of our quiz. Can we please get a tally of the final results, Jasmine? In second place on 5.5 points, we have... Maggie, and the winner of the chocolate bar is me, (laughs) is me, is moi, with seven
1: points. Stop the count. 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 I was in fraud. (laughs) No, congratulations. Everybody knows Maggie won. (laughs) Congratulations. You hold the cup for the first culture club christmas party but next year i'll be right behind you vying for that first place <laughs> so in our final segment for today's christmas party we're going through our favorite things of the year which include christmas movies favorite songs and also favorite podcasts so let's go with christmas movies first while jasmine is still chewing her mint tart
0: <laughs> okay Top three Christmas movies. Number three is The Grinch by Dr. Seuss. Oh. A classic. It's cute. It's fun. It's got Jenny from Gossip Girl as a little girl in it. Like, Oh, my God. Wow,
1: Yeah, did not pick that. I love that. You didn't know that? No, I just realized I didn't. Oh, my goodness. I love that.
0: Yeah. Um, My dad was like,
1: I wonder what this girl's doing now. I'm like, <laughs>
0: she's a Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. Duh. How, as if you don't know that. And then number two is the classic that gets torn to pieces every year and analysed and et cetera, et cetera. It's love, love actually. actually. Knew it. <laughs> I just like the way it feels very nostalgic. Yeah. It's cute. It's Richard Curtis. He's obviously the director of About, About Time. Oh. So he's a really great um, writer okay. and he just makes me cry every time. I feel like he can just get down to the heart of like – relationships and Mm. love and family um and of course a young Hugh Grant dancing in the houses of um the Prime Minister is amazing Mm -hmm. and my number one Christmas movie every year no matter what it will never change is Elf oh cute it's quite basic but I don't care because I just think it's so sweet I think will ferrell is hilarious in that movie and we watch it every year as a family and i never get sick of it like i love it Mm -hmm. so much Mm -hmm. and but i only watch it at christmas time so that i don't get sick of it like throughout the year it's like only a december movie
1: Oh yeah, I don't watch Christmas movies um when it's not Christmas time. Yeah, does anyone? Does anyone? That's weird. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing, Jasmine. I really appreciated hearing that. On to my pick. Sorry, I feel I'm in a very radio presenter mood after that quiz. <laughs> so my favorite Christmas movies, I'm gonna be honest, I don't really have a strong opinion about them. So like the order's kind of just like vague. But let's go. Number three, I would say home alone. Very fun, very cute. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I also want to have an honourable mention to Santa Claus. Mm. They're good, actually. <laughs> I was going to put that in mine. Mm. I like, it's a trilogy or something. I feel like that's the one I regularly watch. Um, it's always on TV um, when it's Christmas time, and I really like that one. Number two, also love Actually. So... I love a, um, just like a feel good Christmas, like romance type vibe. vibe. Oh, wow. Um, and it's, it's so fun. It's so fun. It's a classic. And yes, it's problematic, but we'll take it. And for my number one spot, it's a bit random because I don't actually love, love, love this movie that much, but it's number one because I think it's just, it's quite, it, it kind of like embodies Christmas for me. Um, Polar Express.
0: Aww. Yeah. That's sweet. Do you know that that's, like, one of the movies that's considered, like, people find it interesting to watch because the animations look so realistic, so you, Mm. like, can't look away. Wow. It's, like, a whole... I can't remember the name of it now, but it's, like, a a genre where the animation is so human-like that you feel weird when you watch it well
1: yeah and especially like when it was released when animations weren't as advanced as well i think um Mm. i love it for the music there's like one song that the girl sings and then also hot chocolate i think it yeah, like that i don't know their flask of hot chocolate is so warming to me so yeah there are christmas movie recommendations recommendations that everyone's seen a million times So
0: we thought we'd share some love with some other podcasts that we've been loving this year. So I don't want to like rank them first, second, third or anything. They're just some top three that I've been really enjoying this year and learning a lot from. So ever since the new season and new host, I've been loving the Cuts podcast. I find the episode length is really good. I learn a lot and you can just tell the amount of production that goes into it. Another podcast that I've been really enjoying this year that I've only just discovered in the last few months is Bittersweet with Wintana and Rahel. I think that they are really interesting women and they have some really interesting perspectives on culture and self-discovery and just life in general. So um, that's a newer discovery for me that I've been really enjoying. How about you? Where are they
1: from, by the way, from the host of Bittersweet? I'm pretty sure they're Melbourne. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of this one. I have to give it a listen. And yeah, so my three favorite podcasts. Well, I have to start off with the same one that you also mentioned, The Cut. Um, This was the first year I actually started reading The Cut, to be honest, reading and, um, you know, looking at the Instagram and listening to this podcast. And I agree, like the stories are super well produced and they've got some niche topics that um, I guess I wouldn't have learned about if it wasn't for the podcast as well so really enjoying that except there are so many ads like get that get that money but there is like a good five minutes of ads I think per episode um, and my second recommendation, I know we've been talking so much about them in the past few episodes, but I have to, The High Low with Dolly Alderton and Pandora Sykes, sorry, I just finished listening to their final episode and I drip fed it to myself over like a week. I only let myself listen a little bit each day when I was really present and listening to it. And it taught me so much. It's so heartwarming. It would definitely felt like that friendship companion podcast. And I'm truly going to miss it. Um, I like kept tearing up or like getting choked up listening to it. So I think I'll be going through the back catalogue of that, to be honest, because I need I need them in my life my last recommendation which I haven't talked about in the podcast but it's probably one of my favorite podcasts this year is Dying for Sex and it's a podcast by Wurundjeri and um, I really enjoyed season one which is when the host Nikki Boyer she interviews her best friend Molly who is diagnosed with stage four breast cancer and she decides like do something bold and go on these incredible and very funny like sexual adventures and it is so funny and it is so life-affirming and a really great listen have you heard of this one
0: no I haven't
1: I kept picturing it as when I was listening to it I kept picturing it as like a tv show or movie I wonder if they would make it into that but it's just so vivid and it's so it's so entertaining I'll definitely give that a listen what are your top three songs of 2020 So, my three favorite songs. Okay, I was a little bit cheeky and like gave a couple extras, but let's just go with the first one. You actually showed me this song from your Spotify. Like you shared it on your Instagram story. So, it is Arlo Parks Hurt. Oh, wait. I love all her music so I had a few of her songs saved and she's this incredible 20-year-old British singer and I actually had the privilege of interviewing her last week um, and that's for an article for Fashion Journal but her music my goodness and her voice she's got the sweetest like honey dripped voice and I just love her storytelling and her songwriting and I love her so much so that's number one. My second song choice is by Lime Cordial. They're one of my favorite bands. They're an Australian like indie pop duo. Um, and I couldn't pick, so I just chose two songs. I love Can't Take All the Blame and Elephant in the Room. They always make me happy. I think they have such a great way with storytelling as well. Um, and just like the way that their songs flow. I don't know. I really appreciate what they do. And lucky last, I have to mention Dua Lipa. Absolutely love her latest album, and I couldn't pick a song, so I picked Pretty Please and Good In Bed. Oh, my God, Good In Bed. That's such a good song. I haven't heard that since her album came out, actually. Yeah. I can't believe we haven't had a chance to, like, dance to it with friends, like, outside. Like, we're missing out. What about you? What are your three? Okay.
0: This is really hard. Um I spoke about my top, like, Spotify rap songs back in a few weeks ago, so I won't mention them again. You know who they are, Wallows. Um, so I'm gonna have to say Golden by Harry Styles, even though it came out like oh, yeah. a year ago, um, I feel like cause of the video and just the way it's been used, like on TikTok and stuff, it's just been a really nice song throughout the year. Also, Watermelon Trigger got played way too much. And so I went to Golden and Golden is getting played just the right amount. So I'd have to say that. In the spirit of 2020, I'm also going to say the whole Folklore album by Taylor Swift. If I had to choose one song I've listened to the most of the album, it would probably probably be The Last Great American Dynasty, but August and Cardigan get honorable mentions as well. And finally, If You're Too Shy, Let Me Know by The 1975. So, if you follow me on Instagram slash if you're in my life at all, you'll know that I'm obsessed with the 1975. If You're Too Shy came out in April, I think like around the first lockdown. And it was just such like a fun song. And compared to like some of their more darker hits, it was just like really poppy. And it just gave me a bit of a boost during the first lockdown.
1: So they are my top three. Lovely. I feel like that's kind of where we differ I don't a controversial I don't really like the 1975 like I like a few of their <laughs> I like your face um I like a few of their songs
0: but not the biggest fan that's fine not everyone yeah can be like fanciful music but for me like I listened to them when their EP came out and I was like 17 mm-hmm. and it's just kind of that you know, that band that you like grow up with or that are always there and they kind of like soundtrack your life. It's like one of those bands for me. So that's the end of our Christmas bonanza and our last episode for 2020.
1: So we wish you and your loved ones a very Merry Christmas and we hope that you have a great start to the new year until we hear you next. Thank you so much
0: for all of the love and support this year and we're really looking forward to 2021 where we will make some more episodes, just get up to more fun and talk to you all then. Have a great Christmas and New Year. See
1: you later. Bye.